your call. It is your game. It is your creation. Oh my God, they're so enthusiastic. to have an optimal theory for playing the game. Whatever you focus upon becomes your truth. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is Evan here, and uh, it's been a minute since our since our last transmission, and we have tuned back in today because I have a very special guest, someone that I have been anticipating having a conversation with for a very long time, and we spoke on the phone the other day. We had to actually put a little pause on our conversation because we're getting too juicy, so we're like, let's save it for the podcast. Today, <laughs> our guest is Stephen Mubengi. He is an aboga provider, and he works with Root Healing, and he is the one who actually initially did my brother's first aboga retreat and kind of guided him into that realm. How you doing today, Stephen? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's really nice to be with you. Thanks, man. It's good to have you on. Thank you. Um, it's, you know, it's kind of full circle here. I've been looking forward to us connecting and having some, some downloads on a million things, you know, um, watching my brother's transformation through his adoption of the Bwiti tradition and the aboga medicine in his life has been, I mean, just his thing alone has tra- transformed me in, in ways. Um, that's, mm-hmm. you know, outside of all the benefit that I've had through, through my uh, retreats with the medicine. Um, so, you know, thank you. <laughs> thank you for uh, the impact that you've had on my brother's life. Um, it's been truly miraculous watching him go through this transformation. Um, you know, he speaks very, very highly of you. And I know that um, your influence on his trajectory has has really um, been a a strong foundation for him. So I ask you, brother, <laughs> what was it like having Skip <laughs> at the fir- at his first retreat and watching that transformation for him? Yeah, I mean, I met your brother Paul many years before, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, after meeting him, he came for his retreat in Costa Rica. Yeah. You know, he was like, you have to beat my brothers. Like you have, mm. you guys have to meet and you guys will just be, you know, instant brothers. You know, he, he couldn't believe how um, much that reminded him of you guys. Yeah. So, um, you know, when Skip came, it was the first time I met him is when he came for his retreat and he showed up and, you know, and, you know, I just saw a really special person in front of me, you know, that, mm-hmm. that just needed a little bit of a tuning up. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't even that far away. He just, he just lost his way a little bit, you know, sure. but, um, so Skip came in and just kind of took care of business. You mm-hmm. know, he really, um, met the medicine halfway and kind of, you know, fell in love with the medicine in that week as at the same time falling in love with himself. Sure. And, um, you know, that was really an amazing time for us to really um, get to know one another. And just like Paul had said, it was an instant brotherhood. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of similarities in uh, um, music and just cultural things as well. Yeah. Um, 
I say the, the big one is when Skip came for the uh, pre-initiation, though, mm -hmm. um, some months later. That really, um, really connected him deeply, you know, with the tradition and himself and kind of gave I could see that it gave him the confidence that he needed to uh, just go all the way with it. Yeah. And, you know, there was no question for me whether he was going to. But, you know, he made it happen pretty quick. And I was proud of him, proud of him for that, for sure. Yeah, totally. So it seemed like in a sense, you kind of took him under your wing. I mean, doing the pre-initiation with him and 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 mm -hmm. then having him help come and help um, do yeah. some of the retreats. You know, he, he was he was sitting in and helping. Was there a specific reason why you wanted to do that with him? What did the medicine tell you something about him? Was it an intuition? You know what? It has um, a lot to do with um, the individual. Sure. And some people will take the medicine and they're very thankful for the experience, but um, you know, that, that's as close as they're going to get uh, to Iboga. Um, other people are just are naturally curious about it and really feel, you know, the, uh, the healing potential of it yeah. and just want to know more about it. Uh -huh. And when it, when it, you know, when this medicine really uh, gives you that healing that you've been looking for, for so long, you know, there, there's definitely a, um, a deep respect for it. And, you know, there's, there's a love for it. Mm -hmm. So some of us just, just are, you know, want to know more about it. And, um, you know, he's one of those people that, that had what it, what it takes more or less. And mm -hmm. it is a combination of things that really kind of need to come together. If someone wants to uh, take on this type of work and um, your brother just kind of has that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So I would assume there's, is there a lot of people that come and do it and then, and then start inquiring like, Hey, how do I get more involved with it? And in, in that, in that case, do you always help them in that way? Or is that not how it is? Not necessarily. Cause a lot of people, are wanting, you know, to be a part of the project or um, to be a part of it and somehow, but, you know, it's very clear um, from my position to see that, you know, they need time to be with their own healing and kind of, uh, they just need more time to be with themselves and to kind of develop themselves at, to a certain level where they can uh, kind of be grounded enough to, um, you know, to work with something like this. Sure. Yeah. So that, that's not, um, <clears throat> that's kind of rare for me to take someone on like that, you know, but you know, your brother really said, said all the right things and was just very <laughs> curious from the beginning. Yeah. And, and we have an African connection, me and him. So he was a hundred percent clear that this is what it was about. And uh, he was just trying to uh, navigate through his life because, you know, he's got a lot going on, beautiful things happening in his life. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just told him, I was like, you can do both, just do both. Yeah. You know, you don't have to choose right now enjoy doing both. As a matter of fact, man, that would be amazing to live that lifestyle. So I was like, you know, do it for me, buddy. Like just <laughs> go for it. You know? <laughs> oh God. What a, what a joyful thing watching him go through that man and, and um, seeing where he's going and, and just watching him unfold. You know, it would, it's hard for me to imagine the people that come to your retreats and that's as far as their connection with Aboga will go. I understand that people are like that, but for me, it was like, meeting an old friend, but that's like the understatement of the entire universe, like meeting an old friend. It's like meeting, it was like meeting my soul. It was like meeting God. It was like 
what I have been looking for my entire life. And so coming, walking out of that experience and then counseling a whole lot of people who are interested in it and then watching people go and do, do it with my, uh, with my brother, do a retreat with my brother and then coming out of it, I've started to realize that not everybody has that same um, like soul connection with it. Did you find yeah. that for you, it was like that from the very start? Yes, for sure. When I took the medicine, it was like, it's like I'd been waiting for it for a long time. Oh yeah. And it was familiar. And I couldn't believe that I hadn't heard the music before. I was yeah. like, I knew, I knew so much different kinds of music and was into, you know, all the indigenous musics. And so I was just like, where has this been hiding? Um, but for me, you know, I, I always knew that um, at some point in my life was going to have a big change and that I would be involved in something that was, uh, you know, substantially important, let's say. So it was just like um, kind of a homecoming for me. Absolutely. Mm. You 100%. mentioned that you and Skip have an African connection. Yeah. What does that, what does that mean? Well, I think that um, part of it is anyway, um, just I think as young men, when we were out in the world, you know, searching, looking around, you know, we, we kind of, uh, uh, we're drawn to like, let's just say like a Rasta culture and Rasta music. Sure. And, uh, that is a, an African spirituality, you know, oh, yeah. based in African spirituality. And I can see how that, it, you know, really encompassed Skip's life, you know, in a good way and gave him a lot of support and strength. And it was kind of the same way for me. I wasn't a musician, but I, um, really learned a lot, um, being around those people just about um culture and food and music and uh you know lifting yourself up and uh respecting yourself in a certain way mm. and i really saw that skip you know had that understanding that i that i had gathered as well so there was a little common thread there totally yeah, yeah. no I've, I've definitely had that my whole life as well and to me it's like when i um figure out that someone that's my friend is a fan of midnight and von benjamin it's like yeah it's like we just became best friends. That's kind of a big part of what it was as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I watched um, uh, Vaughn kind of from the beginning, you know, on the scene and just watched him grow spiritually and just kind of uh, was part of that movement, you know, at the beginning there. Yeah. It's there. There's, there's something there. Um, I think there's, likely some energetic connection to to a s similar realms or if not the same realm that Vaughn has to um the the divine or his soul or whatever if there's any difference yeah i feel what you're saying for sure um Absolutely. i i'd be curious to to hear a, a little bit about your your journey, your, 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 a little bit about your life, what it was like, and then falling into this path that you've, you've found, um, mm -hmm. how that has just a little bit about that journey and how that's gone. Okay. Well, you know, that that's going way back, you know, because I really feel like, you know, the work that I'm doing has everything to do with, you know, how my life began. Sure. Um, let's see, it was a typical suburban, you know, single mom household situation. Mm -hmm. um, so really, I didn't really have much guidance in life at all. It was like, I was just kind of on my own, which, you know, has its benefits as well. Sure. But I was always, you know, from an early age, like, 
kind of close to the the mystical side of things. I used to, um, you know, sleepwalk heavily and just kind of have mystical experiences when I was young. Um, so anyway, fast forward, by the time I was a teenager, um, basically growing up in Florida, it's just, a, you grow up in a party world. Like yeah. people are drinking at 14, like they're, like they're 40 years old already. Cause no, it's it's just similar, it was similar where we grew up too in yeah, the Bay area. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it was. Um, and I watched a lot of people just, you know, go so hard into that. And, you know, I did that for a couple of years, but even by the time I was 17, I just knew there was more out there. Let's just say I was kind of alone in the world. Um, and I kind of had a, a special situation happen in Florida. I had someone show me um, how to pick magic mushrooms <laughs> Okay. at a pretty young age. And um, I only did that a few times. But um, so I did that and um, I had a pretty deep experience on those mushrooms at a young age and um, enough of an experience to not really want to go back to it. You know, I had like the full ego death and um, really felt a lot of healing from that because I at such a young age, I was already uh, like high strung and um, had been through a lot already at a young age. Mm -hmm. And. So by the time I was 23 and just making my way into the world and whatnot, you know, I, I was trying to find myself just like all of us. Um, I kind of got into um, wellness, you know, anything that was wellness related. I was, I was into it and wanted to know about it. Yeah. And um, let's just say for the last 20 something years, I've been on, you know, a pretty beautiful, deep spiritual journey. <laughs> You know, it, it started with a with a punch for sure, you know, to where I had some experiences in my mid-20s that really shifted the way I thought about everything. Like there was no wondering anymore about so many things because I had experienced, uh, let's just say, some spiritual things that, um, that kind of just shift your perception. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of like started to define like my interest in who I was. Um, you know, when, when I was 30 years old, I, uh, decided like, you know, I was ready to have a family. Um, so a couple of years later, that situation occurred where, where I did have my first son and, um, you know, as life goes, those situations, especially coming from where I come from, maybe not having the, the skills in the moment, um, that situation kind of, uh, became really challenging mm -hmm. um, to the point where, you know, basically the mother of my son um, moved to the East coast and basically I was alone again, long story short. Yeah. And um, so I carried on and, and started, <clears throat> you know, my life up and uh, basically found another beautiful woman that I'm still with to this day. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had our first child. This is a few years later. And at that point, I, I really wanted to get myself just right. You know, I didn't want anything to uh, blow up in front of me anymore. I was like, you know what, Steven, it's time to really, you know, take a look at yourself as deep as you possibly can, mm. you know, cause I'd already found many good teachers, traditional teachers, 
I'd been a part of so many different healing ceremonies and gotten plenty of healing from it. Are these plant medicine uh, ter- ceremonies you're talking about or yeah. just general? Some of them plant medicine experiences sure. and others just being around like traditional indigenous people and uh, those different ways. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I found Iboga at like 36 when I was uh, really ready to make a change and really ready to face, you know, whatever it was. Um, at that point, I was like, you know, I'm not even sure what it is. So I was looking around to f- find a place to f- to do Iboga mm-hmm. in a traditional way. Um, and there was really no one out there that was serving, you know, that medicine in a traditional way. It was just um, Iboga in clinics. It was about the only thing that you could find um, around 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kept looking and I found, um, you know, our teacher, Muganda, mm-hmm. you know, in Costa Rica. Um, he had been set up there for a few years and was offering traditional ceremonies. So that's when I made my way down there and uh, had my first experience. You know, when uh, things weren't going so good for me, it was like everything I was trying to do, it was like the doors were just closed on me. And I was just having a hard time uh, moving forward in the way that, I, you know, I, I needed to. So I went down there and had my, you know, 10-day experience in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. You know, it was, uh, it showed me that I didn't really know what peace was yet. Yeah. And it gave me that peace in such a deep way that it was, uh, you know, it felt strange for a while. Yeah. I was like, what is this feeling? I was like, oh, (laughs) this is actually, this is real peace here. Am I going crazy? (laughs) Yeah. And, um, so my time in Costa Rica was amazing. And, um, there's a lot of beautiful experiences, um, in the journey that, um, that I could reflect on as well. But um, a huge part of my journey happened when I went home. When I went home a couple of days later, you know, I, I had even a deeper healing. The medicine, you know, came back to me and started to speak to me very clearly and very deeply about what we were going to do <laughs> together. And this is how long after? This is like a week after. So you're not still in a psychedelic state. Not really. No. So you think mm-hmm. that you're just, your mind is quiet enough to where you're in a receiving energy to where you're, you're hearing this. Yeah. And the, the medicine, you know, the spirit of Iboga is, uh, it's big and it's strong and, you know, it, it can, uh, it can do that if it wants to, you know, sure. It, 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 and it stays with you as you leave your ceremony. It's with you. It just, um, it just wanted me to, to be somewhere by myself to really um, give me the healing that I, that I really needed actually. Yeah. It gave me a private little healing. (laughs) So uh, was the healing it telling you what you were going to do or was there more related to that? That was the healing. Yes, there was, there was, um, and it was, um, um, you know, one of the most beautiful moments of my life for sure. Um, I basically just um, had a huge clearing, let's just say, um, ancestrally to where I just, you know, experienced like um, kind of clearing everything that was in the way of me uh, lining up with this medicine and um, working together. So it was a a big purge spiritually, let's say, Mm. but but, but a very live one. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
so there was so for me there there was no there was no wondering after that like you know about my path with this medicine yeah and so how did you watch your your life change what changed for you you know go moving into your new new life what fell away and also what was that experience like? Because I have my experience with it that I'll re- compare to that yeah. as well. Yeah. No, it was uh, intense. That moment was very intense. Like it was very powerful. And, um, you know, I got pretty much emptied out of just ancestral negativity, let's say. Mm. And um, after that, I got filled up with with um, pretty much divine love, like the real stuff. Mm. And... Um, you know, that was one of the most beautiful moments of my life for sure. And then, you know, I had been knowing that something was coming in my life for so long, let's just say 10 years. Yeah. So it was like just such a beautiful moment knowing that like my, my intuition was right, that, mm. you know, something uh, came together and in, uh, in this way, more or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was there, were there aspects of your life um, expectations or, you know, certain mental constructs that you had your whole life. And then after a boga totally gone. Yeah. I mean, it was just the way that I used my mind and the stories that, and how I kind of received the stories that I told myself. Mm. And there was just there. It allowed me just to be 100 where maybe I was 99% honest. It allowed yeah. me to be a hundred percent honest about things. And that last little bit just kind of unraveled so much for me. Hmm. And I could just see how I had been kind of just replaying old stories, you know, quietly over in my mind for, for a long time. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, for me having my experience, seeing what I saw and then moving back into my life has been a, uh, a bit of a challenge for me. Um, that's not to say that it's been like likely the most beautiful time of my life. It's been probably the best time of my life because I enjoy myself more and mm-hmm. I have this less, I have, um, it's less like dire seriousness about my, my, my goals and my path. Um, I just, I feel a little bit more held in the cradle of simplicity, but I've been so attached to, um, ideas and expectations about my path. You know, my human mind creates, uh, what it is, where I see myself. And so now moving back into my life, Post aboga, I'm seeing how a lot of that stuff has been um, maybe not delusional is not the right word, but just a little unfair, you know, a little un, uh, too much pressure on myself, and maybe not even really totally aligned on my path. Stuff that I've picked up along the way, um, a lot of ego stuff, and so putting that down, I still. My my mind still chimes in and wants me to do the old shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm still and I'm still going with it. I, you know, I guess the difference now is that I'm in a deeper state of trust with everything that's unfolding, and I'm not attached to anything in particular. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think maybe the medicine is just helping, you know, balance um, your focus and your attention to maybe, you know, allow um, a little space for you and to even to, uh, to get into some other projects as well. Yeah. You know, it's certainly so, happening. You know, I, I think also is, um, you know, when you have a big change like this and you're kind of getting to know yourself in a, in a new way, mm-hmm. then as you're getting to know yourself in a new way, you're kind of possibly like shifting a little bit of what you want too. 100%. Yeah. That's, that's, but, that's, you know, that's happening. But it's up to you. Whatever it is that you want is, is the, is awesome and the best thing for you. So it's like, there's, you don't have to fight that at all. All those things that you want to do. It's like, it's okay to, to do them. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel, I feel that, um, I guess where it becomes challenging for me is I go, wait, but do I really, do I really want this? You know, yeah, yeah. because yeah. there's some stuff that I thought I really wanted that I, now I know that I don't really necessarily want. And so mm-hmm. it's like, well, I really want this. It's like, but wait, you know, so there's, there's still some clarifying I have to do. Um, you know, I, I've, I've always put so much pressure on myself because I knew from a very young age that I was going to uh, have a active role in changing the world. I remember being, I remember being three years old and sitting in my backyard and praying for a piano to fall out of the sky. <laughs> and I had this, this is all, this happened in one day. So I'm sitting here and I just sit there and I, I would like pray for a piano to fall out of the sky. For some reason, I thought it could happen because I believed in magic, you know? And sure. then like a little bit later, I remember having this download of, in, of, of information that um, I would, that my name would be in history books. This is as a little kid and I'm telling my mom this stuff. She's like blow, blowing her mind, you know? And so I've walked around my entire life with this feeling of, yeah, of, of duty and service and yeah. inherent spirituality and connection to, to, to God, to spirit, you know? And I've, and I've, and I've shared, and I've always tried to share that with the world and, and, and do that. And my, my perception has always been that it's going to be through music. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, I know that music has a part of what I'm doing, but I think it's maybe just a part. That's what the aboga has shown me. Mm. Um, but it's, it hasn't shown me the whole thing of what part and how, you know, and, 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 and where and when, Other, but it's not, yeah. it's like, that would be like unwrapping all of your presence at once. Right. So there's still this unfolding of life and, um, yeah, I, I'm just I'm not I'm not totally clear on where I'm going, bro. Uh, but it's it's I'm, I'm sure that's been challenging. You know, your brother making such a big shift too, uh, mm-hmm. just musically as well. I don't know where that puts you musically, but I'm sure that has uh, shifted some things. Or it certainly good, has. Or, yeah. it, it, it's given us a lot more space in the sense that you know we're not actively going to be touring anytime soon. Um we're playing, you know, we're still playing shows. We're organizing a festival and we're doing lots of stuff, but I, but there's, there's definitely a lot of space and, you know, the Boga showed me, you know, you listened to a little bit of the podcast. It, it showed me the leaf man and what the leaf man is. And the leaf man has always been a Boga. <clears throat> and so, and then, you know, so indubious, the word indubious is undoubtful. 
which is to be sure of oneself, to, to be living without fear and doubt, which is one of the primary um, points that people are left from a boga, right? That not 99.99, but 100, being un- truly undoubtful. So like there's yeah. this, there's this theme of my life and this like proven thing where it's like, yes, I've been working with the Iboga the whole life. And I know that it's my, um, let's say destiny or part of my purpose or whatever that is to work with it. Yeah. Um, but I, but I also know that being a provider and doing what my brother does is, is not necessarily what I want to do. And so I don't know what other types of jobs exist. <laughs> Yeah, there's um there's other aspects to uh to running retreats, you know. There's like the, the all the back end work and organizing and putting it all together, which is you know a really big part of it as well. Sure. Yeah. And then yeah. there's like, you know, just kind of coming to assist, being, mm-hmm. you know, at the fire maybe, and but you're not really kind of holding it down all week, but but you're still there. So that you know, there's a few different positions and you know, there's um it's it's pretty open really. It's it's um it can um gel with many things. Yeah. You can incorporate it into um your music life and I think that I can it can fit fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm curious I'm curious from your perspective. <clears throat> you mentioned that after your first retreat, there was a week after and you kind of had this download and, and Aboga talked about all the stuff you're going to do together. What What is Aboga's goal? What do you think it's trying to achieve in people's hearts and in the world? Well, it's pretty clear to me um, because this medicine was kept secret for so long. And um, it was kept secret because they didn't want people to misuse it. And because, you know, when they did share it, you know, eons ago, um, people misused it. So they said, you know, we can't do that anymore. So, you know, in the last, let's just say 30, 40 years, um, somewhere around here, you know, the medicine told them like that it was time to, um, to share, you know, to share the medicine. And so for me, you know, Iboga's on a mission for sure. And um, a big part of that is, is um, just keeping the balance of, uh, you know, what's going on in this world right now. Cause mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a, uh, the light in the dark more or less. And um you know, we've been heading into some pretty tough times, you know, even like just mental health um, issues are like, you know, in a place where they shouldn't be right now in uh, um, the U.S. and just Western culture, culture in general. So the medicine's really here to just kind of keep the balance for everything um, on a on a bigger level. But also it's coming to just, you know, one at a time, just uh, awaken people, you know, to offer that awakening, whether people are going to take it or not. But um you know, there's your, your awakening is, is encoded in the Iboga, you know, everybody's cause really the awakening is just like all of your senses kind of opening at the same time and just being in the present moment with your senses. And, um, there's so much going on for people that, you know, people are having a hard time just being in the present moment or even just seeing what they're seeing or hearing what they're hearing at this point, there's so much information so Iboga's coming to just, you know, help mankind um, stay healthy and um, balanced. And, you know, in order to do that, it's, it really, it takes something uh, as powerful as Iboga right now to really um, give us that reset in life. 
Mm-hmm. So to me, it's very clear. It's been released to just uh, keep the balance um, to heal this, this sickness that we're all dealing with. Um, so it's trying to reach as many people as it can, you know, through all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you think that there is a global shift, a shift of the earth that's happening in conjunction? I think that it is. And, you know, as far as the people go, um, I can't really say for the earth. I think it's, um, I see it more from like the people's perspective, mm-hmm. but I um, mean, you know, since doing this work, you know, for 10 or 11 years now, I've just noticed that, um, you know, a lot of these Buiti teachings are kind of becoming a, you know, part of, part of the culture. Just people are like talking about loving themselves and uh, controlling their thoughts and these type of things. So to me, I just see like a, a that is infiltrating, you know, society yeah. slowly. Yeah. Cause every time, you know, we treat people from around the world. So when we're sending people back, it's like, it's kind of spreading out as, as they return home. So, you know, it's a, it's a mission really. Totally. I mean, if you think about it from the perspective of my brother and I, all of our fans know about it. Yeah. All of them, all of our podcast episodes, amazing. All of our conversations end at what, you know, return to one topic, which is a boga and, uh, you know, (laughs) and, and self and self love and the proper use of the mind. And mm-hmm. the power of entering the heart and the connection to ourselves. Like for me, it's, the, it's become the only thing that's really interesting to me. Yeah. Cause it's life itself. It encompasses everything. So it's literally just life. Like when you're, when you love Iboga, you love life. It's like, it's, it's one there. Yeah. And it shows us how to do that, like fully and really experience life in a way that, uh, you know, is, um, is, uh, just nurturing to yourself. Yeah. You know, just by being in the present moment and just, you know, letting life, you know, be, be uh, you know, the guide. Yeah. You know, I resonate with your answer to the question about the earth going through a shift. You said that it's from, you, you view it going through a shift from the perspective of the people. And yeah. I guess it's my belief that the earth has always existed in the beauty that it is, mm-hmm. you know, cause like I've had this experience. I, we talked a little bit about it on the phone, but I had this, ex- I've had this experience since my connection with the Boga is that it was actually ha- starting to happen to me a little bit before, like it would come in little spurts when my mind would naturally turn off, but mm-hmm. there would be this feeling. It's like this, this, beautiful effervescent sparkly magic feeling that and it's almost like a a vision in my mind too of like what the earth is of being like this full-on paradise of magic and i I was confused when it first started happening i don't know what's what's going on i feel like my soul's entering like the astral realm or something weird but what aboga showed me is that no that's just that's just the way that the earth is yeah that's just that's just the earth is that yes. when you can step out of your mind and <clears throat> really truly be present, that's the beauty that is available to everybody. And I'm telling you, man, my ability to tap into that energy and feel that 
is it's the best thing that I've ever experienced. Being really truly present and feeling the beauty of life. It is like it's nothing else, gift. man. The biggest gift is to just be. And it takes a while for people to wrap their mind around that sometimes. But, um, you know, once you experience it, you know. It's just that. It's just what you were saying. It's just that. Yeah. It just, as, mm -hmm. from the outsider's perspective, it's like such a, like, simple, like, woo-woo yeah. thing to say. You know, yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, just be and. But it's yeah, like, yeah. the simplicity is the magic, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's something that I always, uh, I tell my guest often is, um, you know, when you look outside, you know, to the earth, let's say, you know, it's the same earth that they were looking at, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago. It's the same one. It looked the same to them. So, like, nothing has really changed except this, you know, and this. You know, as humans, we've, you know, done many things and taken different turns throughout history. But the earth is still the same. Mm. And, we, you know, we, we kind of uh, have been abusing her. So, you know, she has some scars and whatnot, but it's mainly us that's uh that suffers it's that's what i was gonna say it's us abusing ourselves. yeah because you know in a, in a in a larger sense we are the earth this is we're we're one uh living organism mm -hmm. and you know you, you know when we hurt another person it's like we're hurting ourselves. it's a dis it's a disconnection from the reality of the connectedness yeah because we i've had guests come and ask the question you know how do i connect more to the earth. And um, I heard my teacher say one time, well, first he pointed down to their feet and he would say, well, you seem, you know, a hundred percent connected <laughs> to it right now. You know, like you can't get more connected to it than you already are. He said, it, you just think that you're not connected to it. So when you think that you're not connected to it, you, you disconnect from it. So it's so simple that people, you know, they don't want it to be that simple. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we have to accept, you know, the, the beautiful simplicities in life mm. you know, that we are connected to the earth. You can't really disconnect from it except in your own mind. Well, that's, I mean, that's how we disconnect from anything is from our mind. And it's like, it's the same question of like, how do I connect to myself? Mm -hmm. You know, how do I connect to my soul? How do I connect to myself? Where well, it's like, you're already connected. You just think that you're not. And so what the aboga showed me, and it was, it, it resonated with the story you were telling of your, your first experience is that it showed me how on point my intuition has been my whole life mm -hmm. and like showed me, it's like, Hey, look, remember this? You always thought this, that's exactly what it is. This, it's exactly what it is. This, it's like, yes, 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 yes. Are you going to believe in yourself now? Right. Yeah. It's definitely helped me believe in myself more. You know, I, I wouldn't say that I'm 100% always believing in myself, but I would assume that there's a, a, a progression, right? Do you find that you're still progressing from a spiritual aspect of working with the medicine? Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, been working with it for quite a while. So there was definitely some levels that I hit that, uh, that opened me up to a new planes, I guess you could say. Uh -huh. So it does continue, but um, I would say, you know, the medicine just wants us to get to know ourselves, you know, completely. Yeah. And 
the biggest thing is, is to learn to trust ourselves a hundred percent. Cause if we trust ourselves, then we're going to more likely, um, know ourselves, believe in ourselves. Yeah. And so when we have a little bit of a distrust or like, um, still like a few, uh, few things left in there, you know, that's when we're still kind of vacillating more yeah. or less. Yeah. yeah. So, so if we're just being a hundred percent honest with ourselves about who, who we are and what we like and what we don't like is really what it comes down to, you know, what do you like and what, what do you not like? Um, and when we get really clear about all those things, then it's like, it's like, um, just a byproduct. You, you know, you know yourself, you know? Right. So that's a big part of it is being honest with ourselves. Um, is a big part of, um, just being able to respect ourselves and being proud of ourselves. Um, that's yeah. a big thing is you want to, you know, trust yourself so you can do things so you can be proud of yourself in life. And from there, it's like, you just want to, you know, be your best friend. Yeah. You know, how, how, how do you treat your best friend? If your best friend messes up, you know, you're like, Oh, it's okay, buddy. You all know, right, man. even if it was kind of crazy, you're like, it's all right. You know, that happens. Yeah. But when we kind of mess up or don't have it a hundred percent, you know, we like, we can be pretty uh, rough on ourselves. So, yeah, it's just, um, you know, um, the relationship between us and ourselves and mm -hmm. I'm just getting that, you know, hundred percent good. And, you know, that's, that's a huge part of our peace and our happiness. Cause you, you're, you know, there, there's no uh, wondering anymore. And that's where we want to get, you know, we, there's so much to wonder about, but when it comes to this in here, we want to just really know what it is for us. <clears throat> yeah. So as a provider, do you still take time to have, I guess you wouldn't call it a, a retreat, but do you still journey yourself regularly? Not at all. Not at all. No. I don't journey myself. You know, but I, when I trained with Maganda, I worked with them for um, just under a year. And, you know, we were eating a lot of medicine then just really, because um, at the beginning, you're really just trying to, get your relationship really close with the medicine and get familiar with it. Sure. Um, so from there and then just running so many ceremonies, because really when you're in a ceremony, you take your medicine, you know, with everybody, um, you're working with the people all night. Um, there comes a point in the night, maybe three or four in the morning or whatever, where, where everyone's done. It's all done everyone's just cruising. You're just there kind of, you know, watching after them. Uh -huh. And you know, those, those are your few hours to like, just tune in with yourself. You have a few hours to like, ask yourself a few questions. And, um, that's the way we kind of stay on top of things. Interesting. Um, having said that, you know, sometimes, you know, earlier in my, my years, I would, um, you know, you'll take the medicine, you know, when you're at home, and you'll just kind of lay in your bed and you'll kind of, you know, load yourself up with some Iboga and you'll just kind of, uh, just, you know, just for a clearing or just for, for any type of healing that it wants to give you, but, mm -hmm. um, just for yourself. So you're focusing on yourself. And that is a big part of it at the beginning is taking time for yourself to, to really connect with the medicine and to just stay connected to yourself. But honestly, I haven't taken a big journey 
um, besides going to Africa, you know, could be even five years, you know. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, because once you get there, it's like once you connect to your soul, just say however long it takes. Maybe it takes uh, people a few times. But essentially, that's it. Like, you can connect and, like, I can get the answers to, you know, what I need to at this point. Like, the answers are there. Because why? Because I'm brutally honest with myself. And, I, you know, I can take it if it's a no. Yeah. And I, I'm fine with it being a yes, whatever it is. So do you need to take the medicine to get that answer? Or you just can get you that answer even just through self-inquiry? Um, it's there. I don't really have to take it. But if there's like a, you know, something uh, maybe personal or something more, a little bit more serious going on. And I, I just want to like uh, be sure. Yeah. But, but, you know, when you're doing six ceremonies or four ceremonies a month, like I said, there's so much time for you to be uh, tuning yourself up and uh, do you do that many a month? Yeah. Aren't they a week long? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll do, we'll start on the third, the 13th and the 23rd and we'll have like three or four days off in between. Wow. But we also, but we also have a, a team though, as well. We have a team. So like, I'm not there all the time. We have house managers and I just kind of show up at certain points in the week for counseling and ceremony. Okay. So you're not, you're not leading all of the retreats. Well, I'm leading all the re- retreats. I'm just not at the house all week. Oh, okay. That is a yeah. lot. Oh yeah, buddy. That I kind of live living in that world, really. <laughs> yeah. But you know, for me it's about um for me it's about you know reaching as many people as I can. Yeah. That's what makes me happy. And it's you it's still as exciting and you're still as in love with it from the first day. Somehow I really am. Like this week was so amazing these people just like one of the guys was from sweden and you know he was on his mattress and i was working with him and he was just you know laughing and he was just blowing away he said you know this is it man this, this is, is it. amazing and i'm just what literally watching his heart just click together and just open watching him just reconnect everything right in front of my eyes and just his life changing right before my eyes, yeah. you know? So for me, that's like everything. You can't There's nothing cooler, man. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely what my experience was like. It was mm-hmm. the most hilarious, <laughs> the most I've ever laughed and had this like connection of joy in my entire life, man. Yeah. See, it, it loves you, man. It, it loves certain people. And, you know, when you already have a spiritual connection and, you know, just being who you are and you know, I have that, uh, a similarity to you um, just from the beginning, just knowing something was out there for me. Uh, the medicine loves who it loves and it, it loves you and your brother and, uh, and um, yeah, me as well. <laughs> so, so why, why is it like that? Why, why does it love certain people and does it not love everyone or does it love certain people more? Oh, no, it loves everybody. It's just, you know, certain people have like a, a big picture mind, you know, are thinking global and, uh, you know, want to change the world, like you're saying. And I think that, you know, it's very much drawn to those type of people is, you know, for sure, because, you know, not everyone's mind can even handle thinking about, you know, things like that. So it's just, it's part of our makeup to be able to, 
for you to even articulate so well about the medicine and for your brother to, to hold it so well. And, you know, and for myself, it was just like, like I'd always known it my whole life, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It's just a uh, very comfortable for me. Just the whole tradition and the medicine itself is a, uh, it's an old friend. Do you, do you believe that there are people who come into this life with a previous agreement of an intention to help the medicine, work with the medicine? I can only speak for myself. And, um, you know, that's something that I don't speak about ever, but, um, cause that's kind of outside of the Bwiti yeah. tradition, right? No, no, that's just something that's, I guess, more personal that like, you know, but in truth, um, that's something that I did feel was, was, um, a hundred percent true, you know, oh. because when I was born, I had like, uh, spent a lot of time in the hospital, let's say for six months, even before I was one years old and, um, you know, had, you know, many different, um, things happened while I was in the hospital, surgeries and spinal meningitis and, um, uh, my stomach was closed and I was not gaining any weight. So basically they were like giving me my last rights to live like every day for like three weeks. And, um, no one really thought that I would live, you know, how old were you? So anyway, like, what's that? How old were you? I was like, you know, f- even like three months old. Oh, okay. So you were really young. Yeah. Just a baby. But I went through all that, you know, as an infant and, um, for whatever reason, I always felt like I came here to do something, you know, like, and I had to just find it and just yeah. be diligent and kind of stay on my path and um, be patient. And I was kind of told early in my life that the first half was going to be pretty gnarly. It's going to be rough, buddy. Just mm-hmm. put your seatbelt on. But the second half was going to be amazing and magical. <laughs> so, you know, when, when I found the Iboga, I was like, well, here comes the second chapter, man. Like, here comes I the get sun, baby. Yeah, like it was just so clear. There was just no denying. And yeah, that's a, uh, it didn't even matter what it was. But when you, when I felt that, it was like, okay, that's for me. It could have been anything, could have been like a five star chef or something, you know? I'd have yeah. been like, okay, if I feel it like that, then that's what it has to be. So huh. the medicine just touched me so deep and really showed me what divine love was. It's a whole different kind of love than, you know, what we experience on this earth. Yeah. It's, um, it's just so grand and uh, encompassing, you know? Yeah. So, you know, my whole journey with Iboga starts with a lot of love. So you and were 37 years old, you said, when you, you were 37? when? Yeah, I think I was um, just turning 37, a few months before I turned 37. There must be something about that age, because that was the age when I met Aboga for the first time as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. There's a, that's a special time, you know, like 36, 37. Uh, I think that um, there's a lot of potential in those years, and uh, some of us just get catapulted, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. I actually, um, I recently went to the dentist. I haven't yeah. gone to the dentist in almost three years. Yeah. And... I've had bad teeth my whole life. Like I've always, my mom's a dental hygienist. I've always brushed floss twice a day and I always go and I always have cavities. And, um, and I knew that I had cavities from before that I haven't, hadn't treated. And I went in cause it's just time was going on. I was like, all right, I got to handle this. I had got dental insurance 
and um, they did all the x-rays and scanning and images. And the dentist comes in the room and he he goes, hey, this is going to be easy with your teeth. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, your teeth look great. You got great bone density and you have no cavities. No, I was like, wait, hold on. Can you go look at the, look at the thing again? Cause that doesn't make sense, dude. Like that's the only positive thing anyone's ever said about my teeth. So he's like, okay, I'll look at it again. He's like, yeah, looks great. It looks awesome. Wow. And so before I had, I think three or four cavities and then like four or five spots to watch. You know, they're like, oh, we got to watch yeah. this and watch this. And furthermore, my bone density is, has not been good. I should go get a bone scan as well and see how that that's happened. But, um, yeah. you know, he said that they're super dense and good and healthy. And so only thing that I can uh, assume is that aboga healed my teeth. Yeah. I mean, it has like uh, so many minerals that are lacking in our foods and our vitamins as well because it's growing in the jungle. So it's absorbing uh, like certain kinds of iron that are barely available in our foods, mm-hmm. it's like an iron sulfate um, or something like this. Sure. That uh, it's, it's got a, a ton of it, you know, because it grows in the jungle. So yeah. then you eat that medicine and it's going to go right to your bones and just like tune all that stuff up, man. Yeah. Do you it's think that it, you, do you think that there is a, it's a, a primarily scientific process that's happening or is it like just straight magic i think it's a combination of things for sure but i'd say it leans heavily on the magic side it leans heavily and that's my feeling because it's like i mean because you know you can take this much medicine on a spoon and you know it can heal heal you in so many ways you know like just the other night i gave just one scoop to people and they were you know working with the medicine for a couple of days and so, you know, the fact that that little bit can go in and be so effective, you know, even energetically, um, it is a bit of a mystery how it, you know, rash- rationally, you know, how is it um, helping us so much on so many different levels? You know, it's, it's hard to fathom for sure. Have you noticed, have you heard of it improving people's hearing? Absolutely. Yeah. All of your senses are going to be completely tuned up. Even people's eyesight, my smelling, dude, um, my hearing, just there's just the the way they feel the world around them. So yeah, it's, mag- it's like truly, truly magnificent. Um, you know, I've ha- I had um, a shoulder a shoulder injury, like a muscular thing that was going on. They call it a shoulder impingement. Yeah, and I was uh, doing physical therapy for that for almost a year. I had zero improvement. I thought it was getting worse. And then when I did my, my first aboga retreat, one of my questions was um, about health. I was like, can you heal these certain things? And I had a list of seven or eight different things. It says, oh, we already are. Okay. <laughs> and so it, sh- and it showed me my shoulder. It showed this little red spot and it showed it healing. And within maybe one, one week after, my shoulder is completely healed. Like healing something muscular in your body from, from a plant. You know how this is what we say is, is really, if you heal the mind completely, you're healing the body mm-hmm. because everything starts in the mind. You know, everything that's hurting in our body actually comes from up here mm-hmm. because um, whatever we're thinking about, even if it's a, let's just say stressful type things, you know, it's just like a signal dropping down into your body and your body just kind of receives it. If it's positive or negative, it doesn't matter. 
because mm-hmm. the body is just the body. It just takes it. So most disease in the body is, you know, starts in the mind. And that's yeah. why, you know, the mind is like the, the target, you know, when we're working on, you know, healing yeah. somebody, it's like, you got, we got to take care of the mind first. And that's why the medicine goes into to somebody and just takes their mind and all the chaos and just kind of just ramps it all the way down. And as it's ramping it down, it's, it's letting your, that quiet voice of your soul just kind of increase. Therefore, that, there's a huge shift right there just by quieting that and increasing that. And that's, you know, kind of a, what the medicine's doing throughout the week. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. It, it is. <laughs> it is phenomenal, man. Um, I told my mom, my mom's a dental hygienist. I told her about my teeth and she's like, wow, this stuff is incredible. I got, she's so blown away by the transformation with Skip and I that, you know, she's, she really wants to do the medicine. Um, she's gotta be happy. Oh, she's very happy. She's the proudest mom in the world, man. She's such an amazing, loving lady. So a a question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you have a lot of people that come in with uh, this kind of perception of their health coming from a food standpoint, whereas they got to be yeah. all strict about their food and have stuff they can eat and, and then have the, the healing through the medicine and then kind of ease up in that way. Yeah. Yep. Cause that, that's a, that's a mental thing as well as um you know, it's okay to like, try different things that work for you and whatnot. But, you know, a lot of us, including me at one point, you know, was, uh, you get kind of funny about your food, you know, and you just start to kind of dissect it so much. And, uh, and, um, you know, what the medicine showed me was, is when, when you're thinking about food that way, you're kind of, and then you're eating it, you're kind of messing yourself up there. Yeah. Um, instead of seeing it just all as like a blessing, you know, and to be respectful of it, you know, we're like, dissecting it and you know this isn't good and you know cutting usually cutting a lot of things out is is kind of the way like because less is better but um you know when i actually did my um my first journey you know i was like a vegetarian for a long time Mm -hmm. for a while and um i did the medicine and you know i wasn't like weird about it like a lot of people can be but i just you know i ate how i liked and then that was it and I ate really like perfect, clean diet, but guess what? I had serious skin problems and my body wasn't even like feeling so good, you know? Yeah. Why? Because it's all up here, really. You know, yeah. you can't just fix the body through the body. Yeah. You have to fix the body through the mind as well. You can't skip that part. So, you know, I actually had some meat after my first Iboga journey for the first time. And it was just like, oh yeah, this is what needs to happen for sure. <laughs> and it was just like. There I was just happy as can be, you know, just eating some chicken and stuff. Um, but yeah, people, people come man, and they're really strict about those things. And we'll try to like cater to them. Like, and by midweek though, so many people shift into like, they're like opening up their diet. Just, I'm like, just try it. I think it'll be good for you. And you can, I can kind of see it. Like it's, they need it, you know, they need a little bit of strength on them. And so it does shift a lot of people's diet within the week. They'll just start to open up and try different things and uh, kind of, you know, have a healthier perspective on food and uh, more balanced. So yeah. it can really help because that, 
that kind of can lean into a little bit of a mental health issue as well when you're like getting that strange about our food and, and whatnot. Sure. <clears throat> I, yeah. I have a, a long history of the same thing. Yeah. Um, much like yourself, I've always been, I've always been interested in wellness. Mm-hmm. You know, ty- I've gone through every type of interesting diet and gluten-free and vegetarian and vegan. Um, what what I noticed that was happening was it became this wild goose chase mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, this is making me feel good. I'm going to eat this. And then I started eating this for a while. And then that started making me feel bad too. Okay, now I'll go to this. I'm just like, so just hopping around from food to food to food and then not really getting any relief from my problems. <clears throat> but what the aboga showed me, it's not the food you're eating. It's the emotions that you're attaching to it because you're essentially end up eating your emotions and mm-hmm. there's this like self-critical self-punishment aspect of myself that it's like oh you got to do better you got to eat better you got to eat cleaner you're not eating good enough exactly. where it's like just love yourself man and relax <laughs> that's it man yeah i'm so glad to be past that part of my life for sure any other medicine was like just enjoy you know a balanced diet a little <clears throat> bit of this and a little bit of that and it's okay and, and when I started to do that, you know, all my uh, skin conditions cleared up and uh, everything kind of found its balance in me um, physically. And uh, it was, you know, it was, it was necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. One of my questions to the boga was, how do I know something's good for me to eat? And it was like, does it smell good? Yeah. Does it taste good? Make you feel good? Yeah. It's probably good. I was like, damn, that's pretty yeah. simple. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you or know, like, the- people ask, you know, what should I eat? And Iboga will say, you know, eat what you like. Like, oh. like no, no, I can't eat what I like no. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God forbid. You're just that good to yourself, you know, come on. Yeah. It's like, there, there's such a deep twist, you know, inside of us to like, uh, not give ourselves what we need and like really, you know, love ourselves. Yeah. And no one's really taught us these things. And, you know, we're taught that it's all outside of us. Everything we'll ever need, just just go get it, which, you know, there's a lot to that as well. But if you skip, you know, getting to know yourself, you know, you're, you're going to be lost, you know, as you're looking out there. So, you know, this is about coming home here and starting here. And um, I'm sure your brother told you, but like for us, we're like giving everyone a, a free pass to put themselves first in life and, you know, give themselves what they need, you know, first before they, you know, help other people. Mm-hmm. That's our message too. Totally. I mean, I've been hearing that message from, from a long, for a long time um, from various spiritual teachers and channels, um, you know, my whole, for a long time, but it's one thing hearing it. And it's another thing. Th- the teacher that Aboga is, the way that it teaches is different than someone just telling you something because it's like, it has this way of convincing you that is undeniable and it like imprints you. So me hearing it from Aboga and it showing me and then helping me kind of clear some old traumas that had me caught in these loops and then walk into my life like my ability to do it is so much greater than any teaching could ever give me, you know? 
yeah, it's giving you direct experience. And, and that's the only way that, that we really learn. And, you know, even, even when we're at the fire ceremony um, in the circle um, before um, everyone eats the medicine, um, <clears throat> we're like, okay, you can take our word, you know, for, um, for everything that we're saying. But when you do the medicine, it's going to be telling you the same things that we're telling you. Because, you know, without having that direct experience, you're not really going to be able to, um, to learn, you know, the lesson. Because when someone tells you something, it's like you can feel it, but it doesn't go all the way in yet. You know, and when you experience it directly, because the medicine is going to kind of show you, in, you know, different ways, uh, the same thing that, that we talk about, you know, around the fire, let's say. Mm. So that's like really cool to be able to talk about it, but then give everyone their, their own experience with it. Because after your own experience, then it's like, you don't need to take anyone's word about anything. <laughs> you, you, you already know that yeah. like, it's real. It's live, you know? Oh, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. There's nothing realer than getting in the seat, feeling it, seeing it, you know? And that's why in life, you know, when we make mistakes, you know, that, that's like one of the only ways that we learn as well. is like a direct experience of, uh, you know, maybe not pulling it off, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, those are the moments when we learn in life, but we're programmed to be like, oh, you make a mistake, you failed. Mm-hmm. See, that, that's, um, that's really not what life is. Mistakes are just moments to like kind of fine tune yourself and to, you know, get, get um, the extra pieces to, to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Opportunities for growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, have an, I have an interesting question. <clears throat> yeah. um, when Skip came back from Africa, he had almost what seemed like different mannerisms. The way that he talked, uh, you know, the way that he used less words. And I noticed some of the same mannerisms in you. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you both maybe received from your teacher or do you think that is a way that a boga teaches you perhaps? Cause to me, it's, it's very obvious. Hmm. Well, I mean, me and your brother, you know, have a similarity and a lot of people have said that, you know, for sure. But um, I think that it just, you know, when you're really working with this medicine and you're going to Africa and taking that, those deeper dives with the medicine, you know, it's really just planting you into yourself so deeply um, and just kind of locks you into yourself. And if he spent, you know, some good time in that village and it's a, it's a different pace there. It's um, so it, it will definitely change you just spending some time there in a sense where you just kind of strip all the unnecessary things away um, from yourself and just are kind of left with your like a, uh, you know, your core essence, really. Hmm. So I think through that, um, you know, you can, you kind of move a little bit different. And then, you know, once you're uh, working with this medicine, you know, you're kind of stepping into a different, a whole different thing. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot, a lot to see, you know, on this path. So, you know, it's going to shift the way you look at the whole, whole of reality, let's say. So, you know, through that, you know, you might kind of, uh, 
you might kind of have the same mannerisms because you're kind of experiencing a lot of the same stuff. And, uh, but, you know, it kind of gives you like a little bit of a tribal kind of a walk and, you know, your movements might be just not like uh, the typical person, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, because, you know, when you go to Africa, it's like, man, it's your brother went so deep there, man. I was there with him. I saw him, you know, he, he was uh, completely turned inside out in the best way. Yeah, it, was, uh, it, it seemed like he really set it all down. He set down yeah, all the did. shit he didn't need. Yeah. Put it all down and uh, became the person that he was meant to be. You know, it's like he's so passionate about this, you know, and it's such a deep thing to be passionate about that it's uh, you can't really fake it. You know, you don't have people that are like that want to be involved and don't have, you know, that passion. So, I mean, your, your brother's just built for this and, um, I'm really proud of him for sure. And, uh, excited to see him soon. When are you going to, when do you guys get to see each other? Uh, let's see. I'm going to be in California in November. Mm -hmm. I'm doing retreats in November, mm -hmm. um, and a few in December. Um, they're on my website, ebogahealing.com. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be in California doing some retreats and I'm hoping to meet up with your brother at like so, some point in that time. What are you doing on 11-11? Do you have a specific plan on that day if you know? Uh, I'm pretty sure that I have a, I'm on a break at that point. Um, yeah. We are doing our festival. Wow. In uh, Southern Oregon in uh, Grants Pass on 11-11. It's called Rebirth Festival. Come on. And I think maybe you should come up for that. Okay. I mean, we, I would love to have you. Um, maybe yeah, yeah. if you'd like to do a talk. I don't know if you do things like that. For but sure. yeah, it's going to be all themed towards what we're talking about. Come on. I Personal would love rebirth. That. Global rebirth. Yeah. Sweet, cool. buddy. Good job. Thanks. Well done. And so it's also going to yeah. be the, um, uh, the premiere of our documentary. Nice, man. I'm gonna, it's I'm so gonna exciting. Say. It is exciting. Yeah. Super exciting. A lot of good stuff going on. And so, and then we had talked a little bit about um, maybe the idea of me and coming uh, and doing a uh, pre-initiation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, buddy. I I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Can you talk a little <laughs> bit about what that kind of entails? Because I'm, uh, for me and yeah. for the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Uh, the pre-initiation is a ceremony that um, is similar to the full initiation in Africa. Um, you're, you're getting dressed up in the same way, um, traditional um, dress. Um, and there's a the only difference is, is you're not there in Africa with the live dancers and musicians. But besides that, it's the, it's the same ceremony kind of designed to like bring you into the tribe. So when you do a pre-initiation, you're kind of putting one foot in the tribe. Um, also, it's um, about a deeper grounding into yourself and um, more of a spiritual um, understanding about life. Mm. So it's just deepening everything and deepening your grounding into yourself. Mm. And there's some things that happen in the night that are, um, you know, different than the psycho spirituals yeah 
I'm looking and forward to it. You know, it's quite the ride. It's quite the ride. It's um, it's the real deal. Yeah. And so you eat a lot of medicine for that one. Yeah, you do. You know, everyone's different. You know, so it's not like there's a set amount, but like you, there's a set place. Let's say that you're trying to like, you know, get somebody to uh, to get them to where they need to go. You know, you have, you have to have enough uh, gas in the tank to to get there. <laughs> yeah, because you're going far out. So then, are you? using your intuition to judge that or is the medicine communicating with you as far as the dosage? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just a combination of all those things after all these, you know, that, that, that part kind of comes easy once you open up to it, you know, you know, when it's a no and when it's a yes. And so, yeah, it's pretty clear. (laughs) Cool. I'm super excited before we go. I I wanted to, tell you this little story of something skip told me nice um just something really very nice that he said about you he he said that he had a distinct advantage in the beginning because he got to learn from you and the thing that he that he saw that for him was like a hint that something truly magical is happening is he said that he came to this to the retreat and it was just you just you handling everything nobody you had no helpers and i think there was four or five people yeah and he said that yeah. you were cooking all the food doing all the preparation all, every single meal all the preparation um doing all the journeying up all night with them um doing all of the counseling which there's tons of counseling that's happening <laughs> and it was one guy, he says, he, he said in his head, there's no possible way anyone could do that. It, like, it didn't make any sense to him. And, mm-hmm. and that was something for him that gave him uh, great strength and uh, belief in um, the medicine. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure, man. Thank you. appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, when you train to do this, you know, you have to be able to, because uh, say if someone needs, one or two people need a treatment, like emergency style, and you don't really have, you know, any help in the moment, you have to be able to kind of hold it down for the week and just take them through it yeah. by yourself, which is, you know, not how I always work, but um, being able to do that is necessary. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think yeah. at the time was extenuating circumstances, but um, for for him, you know, having you as... Uh, someone helping guide him through that, um, I think has been instrumental. Everything's, you know, it's all meant to be, man. And yeah. um, I think that the full extent of your place in our in our lives is yet to to unfold. Definitely. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you coming on, Stephen. Yeah, buddy. It's my pleasure, man. And it's really nice to see you and kind of spend some time with you. For sure. For sure. And I so- look forward um, to more times. Yeah, absolutely. And so if any of the listeners want to um, connect to you and inquire about um, a retreat, where are you doing retreats these days? You're doing it in California and in Portugal? Um, I'm based in Sintra, Portugal, mm-hmm. year-round at this point. Okay. Um, I periodically will be in California. Um, this may be the last time I'm in California for um, for a little while. Sure. Um, and this, this up-and-coming um, trip. Um, but no, you can find me at um, 
you can look up my uh, website and um, take a look at, you know, what we're up to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ebogahealing.com. And there's Eboga Root Healing as well that you can look up. And um, mm-hmm. that's both of our websites um, that'll connect you to Centro Portugal, which is a, a really beautiful place to come and um, get some healing work done. Mm. Um, really special place. So even even look up Centro Portugal and um, it's um, there's um, a lot of good things to see here. Beautiful. I'll leave the links yeah. in um, the description of the um, podcast so people can click on it and find it. Nice. Thanks for coming on, brother. It's fantastic to have you. And for sure, uh, man. we'll see you real soon. Okay, buddy. Take care. Bye. Whatever you focus upon becomes your truth. <laughs>